0: Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy.
1: Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 53. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews, all the way in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Tra-la-la-la-la. <laughs> <laughs> tis the season,
2: huh? Oh, it's just crazy out there. I mean, I'm really not going out doing any Christmas shopping or anything because I'm kind of like an online person, you know? Yeah. But when I have to do something, it's nuts out there. You know, My I had to go over to the university with my son. It's like takes twice. I don't know, maybe three times as long to get anywhere.
1: Yeah, I hear oh, you.
2: Boy, tis the season. I'm like Scrooge. When I drive.
1: To add to that, we got about like half a foot of snow yesterday, so... Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's all ice out there. It's beautiful sunny out, but it's cold.
2: You know, I'm wondering if it's going to drop down because next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're supposed to get snow. So I wonder if that's going to be that Canadian thing that drops down and hits us. Sure, blame it on the
1: Canadians.
2: I do i always do
1: yeah it is what it is it I, is
2: I, winter isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah and and you know i, I think our average winter ch- temperature here is about what six degrees or something like that celsius so you know what's that uh mid 40s that's what i think Brad. i'm not like as yeah
2: as proficient at those changeovers as you are because yeah. i just don't have to do them that often
1: yeah it, it it's a pain but we're, we're all used to the Celsius now. You know? Well,
2: you guys are a little more, you know, unassuming. We're yeah. spoiled Americans down here.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's not too many uh, countries left that haven't gone to the metric system. I think yeah. you, well, you guys are it.
2: Yeah, we're snobby. I was told when I was a child we were going to go to it, but we haven't. So I learned that. Back then, and have forgotten it. About now,
1: yeah, I was, I was halfway through school when they flipped the tables on us. So, oh, really? Was, yeah, mm. it was it was kind of tough to learn and get used to. But
2: what are we talking about today, Grace? Well, Sir Ian McKellen, British actor knighted by the Queen, has shed some interesting light on the sexual harassment situation, particularly as it re- relates to film and theater. Okay, but I I, I think there's not a lot of difference when you're talking about the news media and any other high-profile power-type jobs and structures, you know? Right. So Sir Ian McKellen says some of these sexual harassment and misconduct accusations are misguided. He spoke at Oxford Union. In his speech, he said many women in the industry... Knowingly agreed to exchange sex for roles. Huh. Yeah, well, I mean, which we all knew and we all suspected, but it was perhaps a little more overt yeah. than you and I suspected. I mean, you talk about the casting couch; everybody knows about the casting couch. It's true. Yes, you know. It's I where mean, the you didn't just make from. that up. Yeah, I mean, it's it, You know, but. Although McKellen agrees that it is time to address the situation and that the issue and not all of the allegations are equal, McKellen told the audience that in the early 60s, the director of a theater he was working for at the time showed him some photographs he had received from women.
1: Hmm.
2: McKellen explained some of them had at the bottom of their photograph "D.R.R." which stood for Directors' Rights Respected. The known interpretation for this was, if you give me a job, you can have sex with me. Wow. Now, that was in the 1960s, early. He says early 60s. I mean, that was way back there. Wow. How much more overt do you think this became over the years?
1: No doubt.
2: A lot.
1: Everything we've suspected, he just said it right there.
2: Exactly. But at what point are women somewhat responsible? I mean, we're making men completely responsible right now.
1: If you've got DRR on your photo, you should be keeping your mouth shut.
2: Exactly. Or if you did something that is comparable to DRR, if you said it, if you agreed upon it, I just don't know about this. You can't ask a subordinate out for a drink. You can't date a subordinate. Okay, that better be written in black and white if you're if you're ruining people's careers over this. Now, right now it's kind of cute and funny to talk about someone like Matt Lauer who's made millions of dollars and who will be okay financially. Yeah. Okay. To talk about Harvey Weinstein, who is just gross. Right. To talk about even Justin Hoffman. At 80 years old, he's at the end of his career. If his career's over, okay, he still had a good one. And he's got money in the bank. But what about this when this starts affecting our husbands, brothers, sons, grandpas? What about when this comes home? Are we going to want it defined? And believe me, the way the culture is, considering what a millennial believes and what a baby boomer believes, we are light years apart.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Because baby booming women of the 60s, kind of like what Matt Kellen is talking about here, are the ones that burned their damn bras and said, it's okay to like sex if you're a woman. They liked sex. They like to be flirted with. They like to be asked out. They even teased some. Imagine that. Ooh. yeah. These younger kids don't like it. They do not. The women want the playing cards in their hand instead of the man's. And far be it for me to tell them they can't have that. I'm not saying that. But if we don't define it, a lot of people are going to be destroyed.
1: And I wonder how many companies don't actually have a published handbook for their employees that lays this out.
2: And even if they do, yeah, have they laid it out in that handbook? You know, I'm a former HR person. I can tell you right now, I've seen a lot of handbooks. I've been, I've helped write them. Right. There are not a lot of specifics. There's a lot of gray area because we are a culture of people that tend to meet people that we end up with at work. Almost half of us meet people that we date at work. Now, that doesn't mean, like I said, I haven't really dated anybody I worked with, but I met people at work because of work, like salesmen, and, yeah. you know, what about yeah. at school? Yeah, A lot of us dated people we went to school with. Now, you must, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are sitting there rolling their eyes going, well, of course you can date people at school. Heck, I'm not so sure.
1: Yeah. What a strange world we live in today.
2: Honestly. And if we're going back 20, 30 years saying, well, you know, he pinched my butt 20 years ago. Yeah. And so the company fires them. And believe me, private companies can fire you over anything, you know. I mean, now I'm not sure that in politics and government will be able to do it as easily as private companies are. But they're a private company, you know, even though we have freedom of speech in the United States. Right. A private company, while you're at the company, as an employee, you often do not have the freedom of speech you believe you have. And that's perfectly legal. Right. Hmm. So, this is crazy. You know, like I said, baby booming women went out to the streets in the 60s for sexual rights. In many cases, those sexual rights they fought so hard for, their daughters and granddaughters do not want. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I never thought of it on the, you know, to look at it from generations, different generations, but uh, that's definitely something to think about for sure, you know.
2: I think it's a problem. I I think it is generational. I will tell you something else. I think the biggest problem is in these power positions. Right. Hollywood, media, you know, we're we're starting to see some big business. Fortune 500 um, companies that are having issues. These are what I call power positions. Yeah. Okay. They believe, they think differently than maybe people that work ads, you know, a power company, right. an electric company, or, you know, maybe even the lower levels, the lower ranks of a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. You know, because you've got, these are certainly type A individuals, but there's also a type A individual that is a salesperson, you know, they're selling pharmaceuticals or beauty supplies or
1: Not whatever. all of us are bad. Not all of no, us are bad. no.
2: But they think differently. So how you think about sex, how you define sexual harassment, how you define flirting can be based on geographics, your job. I don't see that it's based so much on education, but it could be. It could also be based on race and culture and religion. Hmm. All of these things. I mean, and are we eventually going to be Logan's run? Where the babies are going to have to be made and attest to because we don't like each other anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, Logan's
2: run, they made it that way. But
1: we're sort of heading that way, aren't we?
2: I had a luncheon yesterday with some women and they were asking that very question, quite Mm -hmm. honestly. Do we, are we just going to eliminate boy girl, male female relationships or? You know, I mean, there's been some gay relationships and this sexual harassment, but for the most part, they've been heterosexual. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's uh, kind of puzzling and it seems like a backward step. I mean, outing those powerful positions that have been abusing their power. I'm all for that. You know, I
2: am too. And there's a difference between pedophilia and, you know, rape and but we've got to define it.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: we know what pedophilia is, I think, and we pretty much know what rape is. But when it comes to sexual misbehavior, sexual harassment, sexism, we don't seem to know. We go, well, yeah, I went out with him, but I decided I didn't like him, so he should lose his job because really he was my boss.
1: Yeah, and something he did 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, and he did that, and it was consensual, but... I only did it because he was my boss, or because I thought I might move up in the company, or because I thought he had a cute ass, but now I don't.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. You summed up what's going on right there in a nutshell.
2: Exactly, and although Meryl Streep is not someone I would normally take up for, there's a new poster going all over California, Hollywood, accusing Meryl Streep of enabling Harvey Weinstein. Now, Meryl Streep is now in her late 60s. Right. I'm wondering if a little bit of these accusations she's receiving from some of the younger actresses that were victims of Harvey Weinstein is a little bit what we're talking about. We got these baby boomers. Meryl Streep's definitely a baby boomer that has paved the way for women to come out and say... You know i can dress the way i want to i can walk the way i want to i can be with who i want to that was the women the baby boomers but the women that have accused her of enabling harvey weinstein are millennials or maybe a little older but much right. younger than her i think it might be that age gap and and how we define sexuality
1: yeah you also you know what you could Possibly be right there, and I think I would agree with you there.
2: I don't know. I have a feeling yeah. we're just going to be talking awful lot about this subject. Oh yeah, it's it's and apparently our away. listeners are very interested because um, good. good, they are listening to those episodes a lot. Well,
1: it would be nice to hear some comments from the listeners. So I would like to comment. hear some comments.
2: Yeah, Don't yeah. Be you, you can even get our email or you can put it down at the bottom of our episodes yeah. or YouTube,
1: SoundCloud. There's many ways of reaching us. Exactly. So it'd be nice to hear from some of you, uh, maybe some sh- uh, show suggestions possibly. You Great know. idea.
2: Okay, well, big fat win for the president. Texas. Okay. The bill passed Congress yesterday and the Senate last night. They had to take it back to Congress today because there was some procedural issue that wasn't followed correctly. And I guess they didn't want to run a chance of the Dems coming up and saying, well, that really didn't pass because you didn't really do this. I don't even know what the tiny procedural issue is, but nevertheless. Uh, Later this afternoon, there's going to be a bill-passing party um, Hmm. or news conference with the president. The bill will not be signed by the president or written into law until 2018. And that has to do with people possibly losing some of their Medicaid and Medicare benefits. Okay. So it will be after the holidays before it will be officially law. But it will hmm. be retroactive for 2018. 2017 will be when you go to do your taxes. You know, the first part of the year for 2017, it will be on the old law. Uh, okay. okay. This yep. is a B12 shot for the economy, at least in the short run. I my understanding is as the program goes long down at about nine, 10 years from now, we might not be getting as much benefit from it. But heck, anything can happen at nine, 10 years. I think we we take the B-12 shot. Feels right. good. Feels good for a time. And it will also help get the rest of us that got really freaked out in 2008. Right. And a little paranoid, people like me. Um, I think it might get us the rest of the way over that little trauma. Good to hear. It's uh, considered a $1.5 trillion tax bill. Wow. Now, we also have to remember, they've got to get their... Get this done, and I assume they, have, they haven't they done now, but we've got to have a budget by Friday. This right. is Wednesday afternoon. We don't have a budget by Friday. On Saturday, the government goes into shutdown, which if you ask me, I don't really care.
1: <laughs> Nobody's going to be looking for government services this Saturday, probably, anyways. Well, so.
2: and, we, and we have essentials are covered. So, really, if that's a threat, try something else.
1: Yeah, no big deal.
2: No blackmail there. Yeah. Okay, some news. Okay. North Korea, Kim Jong-un, could he get any nuttier? Probably not. Oh, my gosh. He is testing a missile with anthrax on the end. Oh, that's going to be trouble. Target is the United States.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be trouble. Hmm. Yeah, there
2: it is. Because, first of all, he's probably going to kill half his people. (laughs) Trying to get it on.
1: That was my first thought
2: too. Yeah, Yeah, and he's probably never around, so it won't be him. Yeah, too bad. I mean, he's already killing his people. That's. I just. Oh my gosh. Do you get one of those feelings in your stomach when you think about his people and how awful it is? Tapeworms, parasites, radiation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is really horrible. I feel sorry for the people.
2: Oh my gosh,
1: they've spent their life. It's painful. Spent their life being brainwashed, and they don't know any better.
2: I know, I know. And sad. It's, it's sad, and now with sanctions, they're further suffering. I mean, we have no choice. We have to do it, but I, I yeah. feel very sad for them.
1: And they're the ones that will suffer, not him.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yet here in America, we can be so dang petty. Some Connecticut parents took their kids out of the class on Monday. Because first daughter, Ivanka Trump, stopped by to make a surprise visit at their school just to see how they do things. Wow. They were all upset because they're Trump haters, I guess. And How petty. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, who takes the time to be that petty?
1: Yeah, that takes Snowflake to a new level. It
2: it does take Snowflake to a new level.
1: Wow.
2: (laughs) Unreal. But we have a precious story. Oh, yeah. Here's a precious story. A couple that suffered from infertility. The woman gave birth to a baby in November that was actually conceived 24 years ago. Wow. About the time she was probably conceived. She's pretty young. That was a frozen embryo that was implanted. And um, this was through the embryo donation. They do believe that this was the longest a frozen embryo had been frozen and became a baby. Wow. It's a beautiful little baby girl. Absolutely heartwarming story. Unreal. Yeah. That's good. Good Christmas
1: story, that one.
2: Oh, it is. It is. That's just a fascinating story. And right. I didn't even know the program was out there. So there is a donation program for people, you know, that don't have, you know, a lot of women had uh, very early on have hysterectomies for whatever reason. They don't even have eggs. Right. So this is a nice program. Cool. Very nice. Okay. The Russian collusion.
1: Doesn't go away.
2: (laughs) It gets bigger.
1: It's like herpes. Jill
2: Stein. It is like herpes.
1: You can't get rid of it.
2: No, you cannot. The 2012 and 2016 Green Party candidate is now part of a growing group of Russian colluders. Outside of the Trump administration, there's lots of photos. She's definitely been hobnobbing over there in Russia. There's photos of her having dinner with Putin in her best Sunday dress. Uh, There's senators that want to know what the hell's been going on.
1: Wow, interesting (laughs) stuff.
2: I think it's fabulous, fabulous.
1: Well, we're seeing people follow left, right, and center, but not even close to Trump yet. You know?
2: Well, no, and she got less than one percent of the vote.
1: Yeah what how kind much of, of
2: an impact has she made?
1: Yeah, what kind of collusion was that?
2: Remember yeah. she wanted a recount on the Trump win but didn't even have enough votes for <laughs> them to yeah. address her.
1: Yeah. Oh. Wow.
2: So that was just fabulous. Okay, bad month, bad two weeks for Royal Caribbean. In fact, I think this all happened in 10 days. Remember the other day they had 322 people sick. Yeah. Vomiting, diarrhea yeah. on a cruise. They had to pull back into port, disinfect the ship. Yeah,
1: the sh- now,
2: cruise. <laughs> yeah, the sh- <laughs> you better believe that. Anyway, they this is actually not funny at all, but they pulled into port in Mexico. When you pull into port, you oftentimes leave the ship, right? couple of buses left the ship to go see the ruins in Tulum. I've been there many times. It's a fabulous place. But anyway, they drive really fast. I mean, these guys that drive these buses, you know, I just close my eyes when I've been on them. Because you're going around the mountains. Right. Anyway, one of my greatest fears happened. Good thing I'm glad I wasn't on the bus. But they crashed. Twelve people are dead. Eight of them Americans. Wow. So Royal Caribbean has just had a very, very bad few days. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Yay. Remember the Nevada rancher who was in a standoff with the yeah. feds? Right. Okay. Because he had been using government land for years and years. His family had for, I mean, it was like over 100 years for his cattle to graze. Right. It's a long time agreement. Anyway, the Obama administration did not want him using the land. So the trial was declared mistrial today.
1: Oh. And
2: so Clive and Bundy walks. I don't know how that serendipitously happened, but I'm kind of glad.
1: Yeah. Well, he was just fighting for his rights, you know.
2: Well, and, you know, there's been another side of that serendipitous coin for eight or ten years. So it's kind of nice to see it turn the other way. Yeah. Now, this is just breaking, and I'm not sure how it's going to end up. But remember the Iran deal. How could we forget? Trump brings up all the time. Obama really wanted to make a deal with Iran before he left office. A lot of people claim that it was much like the Nixon-China deal. I think that's ridiculous. At least China had something like products and military and Something besides sand. Anyway, <laughs> Obama definitely sand. wanted this din. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing in Iran. They got rocks, the sand. They don't have any natural resources. So
1: goats. They've got yeah. Goats.
2: They, they have goats. I'm not sure what the goats eat, but they do have them.
1: Yeah, Obama doesn't have like a backyard full of goats now or anything, though.
2: I don't know. That would be rather He's funny. Up. Up. He's got a wall up around his house, and we don't know. used <laughs> so. to
1: keep the goats in.
2: Uh, anyway, so word has it that in order to make this deal go through, he aided and abetted, basically, Hezbollah, okay? For those that don't know who Hezbollah is, they were, they are, basically, Al-Qaeda and ISIS. They just hate Jews the most, hmm. okay? They are the Palestinian ISIS. Right. And it sort of came about about the time that Israel became the Jewish state, which would have been somewhere around 1967. Now, they really want Israel, Jerusalem, you know, they want their own Palestinian state. They really are anti-Semitic. So they will kill Jews any chance they get. Okay, no doubt about it. But in order to fund these things, they are also a huge Drug operation. Hmm. Their major funding comes from Iran. Now, according to an article in Politico, Obama, as he was writing this and negotiating this deal with Iran, he gave them a free pass on their, their drug operations. Wow. Now, I'd like to point out that don't feed me this stuff about Iran being anything like China and Nixon. That's just ridiculous. But Valerie Jarrett was born in Iran. She is Iranian. She is his chief of staff. Um, the fact that he wanted to deal with Iran more than he wanted it with, you know, many other places we could use a deal with. Hmm. Seems a little too serendipitous.
1: Yeah. Very interesting.
2: I mean, remember she even moved in with them after they left the white house.
1: Yeah. Wow. That makes you think definitely.
2: Okay. It does. Well, we're making plans for the new year. Um, we're going to start a couple of segments in the new year. When would be, what would the Canadian do about that? <laughs> That's inspired by the liquored up tomato soup. Oh, uh, perfect. Well, our gift from Connor.
1: <laughs> and then awesome.
2: we'll do a periodic segment about Ask a Millennial. Now, perfect. remember a millennial is somebody born from about 1980 to about the year 2000. I mean, there's, there's wiggle room there.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen some old millennials and some young millennials.
2: Yeah, and I've seen some millennials that don't really fit, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, true. So. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I know what I did see in the news the other day was Putin calling Trump to thank him for the CIA tip that stopped the terror attack on the St. Petersburg cathedrals. Absolutely. Cathedral. So that was good. At least the CIA did something good lately that we know of.
2: Interesting. That's true. And I've got one more thing that just came in
1: well, <laughs> while you
2: were talking. I am not kidding. House Intelligence Committee is to issue new subpoenas after Deputy Director of the of the FBI testimony raises more questions in the whole <laughs> Russia scandal, the Clinton emails situation. Mm. So definitely this thing has taken a turn. Wow. They, they estimated the other day that this will last through
1: 2018. Oh, yeah, no
2: doubt. Yeah, and remember uh, when it was going to be done by Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: That yeah. went to hell in a handbasket.
1: Yeah. Well, they've got to give time to people, for people to uh, think up a story. A good one.
2: <laughs> yeah, they give them way too much time to do that. Why do they do that? That is yeah. a very good point. We could talk an hour about that. Yeah. I mean, that's it, ridiculous. That's like... You know, questioning your kids. You don't want to give them a bunch of time to think about it. You don't go go to your room and think about it. Then come tell me. Yeah. Unless you got really stupid kids.
1: Yeah. Well, I would have to agree with you there.
2: And we don't always agree, but life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Remember, do not become somebody's victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor, and Godspeed to all of our friends out there.